there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Tuesday at 5 means John Hartson, Paul Cooney and Kenny Miller here on 0808 17 17 700. The big match at the weekend, we know the story, ended up 3-2 for Celtic, 12 points in it now. The title is wrapped up, OK, not officially, but with seven games to go, it's done and dusted. Sadly, on the front pages, of course, it's about the uh, disgraceful messages sent to the personal contacts of the referee, Kevin Clancy. We spoke about it with Barry and Mark last night. Obviously, we want to condemn it. And Kenny, we haven't seen you since the game itself, and we're going to talk about it. Of course we will. But it's outrageous that people put the personal details of the referee into the media, and social media. Ridiculous, you know, and I'm, I'm sure with, uh, with the way the world is at the moment, I'm sure it's pretty... Easy to kind of track that down and find we've done it, but it's uh, yeah, despi- despicable acts to firstly put the details out there, and anybody that's acted on it with the messages, whether it be emails or or through his personal phone, is uh, is disgusting. So it's uh, yeah, a shame. It's, it's a game of football. It was a very very good game of football, and obviously, unfortunately, we're talking about a few decisions that were made, and then this is just uh, absolutely outrageous now. Because there'll always be decisions that we disagree with, of course there will be, but somebody has to referee a game, John, and well, I know you want to condemn as well the actions of those who posted the details of a, a referee with children, a wife. Barbaric, yep. barbaric, you know. Um, Kevin Clancy's a human being, he's a referee, um, he's got decisions to make, big decisions, he's got a young family, and I agree with Kenny, it's despicable, it's, it's unacceptable. And um, any referee sh- shouldn't be having to put up with that sort of abuse. Um, yes, okay, if, if, if people think that he made mistakes, then, you know, it won't be the first time that a referee has made big mistakes in games and, 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 there's, and there's controversial decisions that get spoken about after games. Um, footballs are very, it gets heated at times, but to do something like that, um, attack a guy... Um, you know, on social media and, and to put his uh, address out there, no, you know, it's outrageous, in my opinion. And the SFA acted quickly, the police have been called in and an investigation is underway. And as Kenny said, they can track people these days. So let's hope that that happens. And Rangers came out yesterday and they criticised those who did it, said targeted personal abuse of referees cannot be tolerated so absolutely here on the Go Radio Football Show we completely agree with that comment well to the football itself because uh, the countdown's on there's only two weeks and five days to go we are Glasgow Station till the next one Kenny have you got your team for that? For that? <laughs> <laughs> the team's picked hey, already it seems team like and it. tactics actually we're already picked it seems like it so where will we start we're going to take calls 0808 17 17 700 or join the conversation John was with us and Barry on Saturday and we had great discussion about the game you know, as it was going on and then afterwards. Um, and for you, Kenny, what about Rangers overall? Because you've obviously played with both teams. Um, but for Rangers, improvement, but I was, not good enough. 
no, it wasn't good enough on the day. Obviously, they lost the game, and I've, uh, I'm always kind of aware of talking too positive after a, an old firm defeat, to be honest. But I, th- I, I liked the game. You know, it was a brilliant game. Uh, two really, really good teams, well coached teams with two really good managers at the helm. Uh, I thought Rangers set their stall out pretty early. I mean, a lot of Celtic fans, I hear them saying, ah, but Celtic weren't at their best. Well, they weren't at their best because Rangers were in their face. They stopped them, they were, they were they broke their rhythm, they never allowed them into that flow that we've seen in the two previous games at Celtic Park, the 3-0 and the 4-0. Uh, they had their moments in the game that unfortunately they never took. I mean, again, a big moment in the game I, f- I felt was when Alistair Johnson heads it off Carter Vickers and the ball drops ever so kindly for uh, Alfredo Morelos. Right at the start of the second half, Rangers had kind of came out maybe in the ascendancy. He never got his shot away, he pulls it, he drags it. Uh, chance gone. Then Celtic get their opportunity. Davies should deal with the situation and head out for a corner. Heads off Jota and Kyogo was ruthless with his finish. And that then followed by the next mistake by John Suter. 3-1 at Celtic Park against that team. It's going to be a long way back. 0808 17 17 700. You know the voices, Kenny Miller and John Hartson. John, for you, we spoke with Barry. You were on on Saturday yeah. afternoon. But for those who may not have heard it, overall, it was a good game of football. And at the end of the day, Celtic win 3-2. Yeah, uh, and ultimately at, at this stage of the season, Celtic knew they could go 12. They could almost put the, the game out to sight. If Rangers went and won, they'd They'd have felt they'd have had a glimmer of hope if they could have put it to six with another game to come up against Celtic to come. But I just felt that Rangers, I thought, stifled Celtic in the first half. I thought they got the game plan right. Um, Because if you let Celtic play, you'll get destroyed. You know, you know how Celtic are. They, you know, they they, they play unbelievable well. They 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 they, um, they force the issue. They get forward. They they press well. Um, They get on the front foot at every opportunity. Rangers didn't allow them to do that and that that was of course what they had to do so they carried out that particular game plan um, and it, it's it's a good thing when you're really not at your best that you can still manage to dig in and go and win a game of football I suppose so that's what I think a lot of the Celtic fans are, are holding on to but you know I think Celtic will need to um, get a be. I think Celtic will be better in the semi-final I think they'll have to be because Rangers seem to be coming, you know, strong. They've had a decent season themselves. Um, you know, they've only lost three games, you know, and, and as I said, in the semi-final, Celtic will know they'll have to be a lot better because Rangers will will take a bit of impetus into that semi-final on the back of how we managed to stifle Celtic without creating an awful lot themselves. That was the thing, wasn't it? Rangers did. Um, they closed them down really well. They got right in the faces of the Celtic players, but they didn't create enough attempts on goal against uh, Joe Hart. Although they got, you know, the two set pieces, the goals. But how are Rangers going to convert that the pressure into attacking options? Well, they need to be more. <clears throat> they need to be more decisive when they get that because the opportunities were there. They just never took them. I mean, you think when it was Aaron Moy again, who I think we thought yeah. was maybe a little bit off his off off his top level game. Uh, Earlier, he had a misplaced pass and Ryan Kent took it early and had a real opportunity to go right at Carter Vickers. And he had actually really good support for Morelos. He had Cantwell up alongside him. Eventually, he turns around and, and it comes to nothing. They just scored to make it 3-2. Another really good chance. He goes again right at the heart of that Celtic team. 
Again, slides it to Morelos, you're thinking, right, pull the trigger, Alfredo cut inside, turn round, it came to nothing. In those moments, you need to be getting an end product. You need to have a shot at goal or at least driving at somebody to commit them to release a mate. And it just wasn't there. So the, the, the moments are there and I think they've got the players to make the most of those moments. Unfortunately for Rangers at the weekend, they never took them. When Celtic's mistakes came, Kyogo, ruthless, Jota, working ever so hard, not giving up on a lost cause, eventually gets his reward and he's touch and finish. There's take nothing away from it. It's not easy mm. to do that. His touch was absolutely excellent and he just slid into the empty goal when he was left foot. It was, uh, again, Celtic made the most of their time. Rangers, uh, moments were there. But I'll tell you something that you say as well. Yep. Celtic got a lot of credit for the way they play. Mm. But see the way they set up against the ball as well, John? It's mm. unbelievable how hard they work to yeah. go and stop Rangers because I was actually somebody said I thought Rangers could have been better on the ball but I maybe wasn't giving Celtic enough credit for how they set up also because the two of them actually play pretty similar off the ball. Like the goal, Celtic pushed yeah. two up and, and they're really, really hard working and they, and they try and force the turnovers up high of the pitch and it's something that has been in their game a lot but I think it gets overlooked a bit. What would you want to say? You're both great strikers of the past. Kenny, about Kyogo, what can you say? 28 goals, we talk about his movement. He must be a nightmare to defend against. There is, yeah, yeah, because again, everybody's talked about his movement, his, his constant movement. It's not just one, he goes and he never gets disheartened. He's constantly asking the question of his defenders to always be on their game. Finishing, absolutely ruthless. So there's a real case, there was a lot made leading into the game. Could he be the difference? If he's wearing a blue jersey, does that game maybe go different when these chances drop? You know, fortunate enough for the Celtic fans, he's, he's wearing the green and white hoops. I don't think Rangers have a Kyogo type. Um, and as Kenny was saying, if, if they did have, then obviously they'd be able to score a lot more goals because Kyogo is ruthless. And when he misses, it doesn't affect him. He's in there for the next one. And I thought his goals, you got a little bit of luck with the second goal when they come off, when they come off Davis. No handball by Jota, rolls down Jota's sort of yeah. uh, mid-rift area, no handball, you, you know, Agreed, con contrary yeah. sure. to a lot of the yeah. comments afterwards, there was a handball in the in the build-up, there was no handball, I don't think anybody can, can see that, that Jota handballs, but going back to Jota's finish, it's brilliant, you know, he anticipates where Suter's going to pass it back, he's already on the, you know, he's already on the front foot, and uh, Alan McGregor, realises he can't quite get that he's in between making the dive last ditch attempt but Jota right foot left foot brilliant and take nothing away from Jota as well eh, no Jota yeah. sorry Kyogo that you talk about his finishing and, and his movement and things but it's his anticipation also people are saying oh well it's just fortunate it breaks mm -hmm. it's not it can't be fortunate all the time <laughs> sure, you know yeah. this guy finds himself yeah. in the right position more often than not even for his first goal yeah. you see the defenders dropping to protect the goal he's kind of taking the half yard the other way because he knows for that area of the pitch it's probably going to be the ball's going to be cut back beyond that line and his touch and swivel and finish was sensational and for the second one he's the one that's alert he's the one that's alive he's expecting something to drop and you know like I said when you scored 28 goals 22 league goals it can't be luck all the time you, you can't can teach that really can you can you? talk about yeah. the recruitment you know Angie's recruitment I could go through 6 or 7 players that have been exceptional since they arrived but no more so than Kyogo he's provided goals he's provided you know winning moments in games I'm talking about the final yeah. against Hibs a few years ago his, his double important goals as well like the weekend 
And uh, if he keeps going, he, he can break all sorts of records for Celtic. How much is he worth? But Celtic fans would hate the thought of Kyogo leaving. What do you think uh, about the game at the weekend then? The biggest talking point was obviously, well, there were a couple of things. I completely agree with you, John, that when you looked at it a number of times, uh, Jota, it didn't touch his hand. I think it touched him in an area that was uh, pretty sore. So that they got that wrong. Um, as in the club afterwards when they said that was a mistake with the referee. Uh, clubs that should watch what they say afterwards. And I, I mean, I get it. There's all the, the pressure, there's the hype, um, but you need to take your time and look at it and look at it properly. What was controversial was the decision by the referee to disallow uh, the goal by Morelos. This is what the manager said about that uh, afterwards. Really disappointed because we definitely deserved something from the game. I thought we were good in the game at the start of the second half. The chances were with us and, and obviously we've made two big errors and, and out of nowhere really and found ourselves 3-1 behind. We come back into the game well and we were pushing to the end. It's one or two decisions I think have gone against us as well so I'm a bit disappointed with that. Um, certainly in terms of the goal Alfredo scores first half, their boys not trying to play the ball and if you look at Alfredo's shirt and you look at the number on his back it's twisted round to to his left shoulder so that would that would prove that both are at it so one's trying to play the ball one's trying to stop the other guy playing it so I don't know how they come to that and I'll have to look at it a bit closer but after Ben's mistake I'm, I'm certain it hits the boy's arm and Nah you were wrong in that one Michael it, it didn't in that one but in the first one so you two have been up against defenders all your lives Kenny have you been in that situation what, what do you feel about it I heard you uh, you know on the beep at the weekend you felt it, it should have stood the goal on the, on first view and obviously it's, you're sitting on the halfway line you're a good 60 yards away from it it didn't look it looked like the two of them were jostling yeah. for position and then when you see the uh, the replay it's probably exactly what it is I get what Michael's saying as well because you can see it's clear Alfredo's number is twisted it's round so they are jostling for position they're grabbing each other and when the ball just drops what I thought when they see the replay Alistair Johnson's in, in a bad position you know there's no doubt about it he's facing the wrong way he doesn't know where Alfredo is he's no, he's not even trying to play the ball and when he feels the, the nudge I'm not even going to call it a push I'm going to call it a nudge when he feels that he goes over and he buys a free kick and fortunate for that time Kevin Clancy bought it he bought it and he gave the free kick and this is where when VAR comes in is that a real howler is that a real clear and obvious error that's maybe where VAR doesn't really overturn it had he not gave it VAR probably wouldn't have intervened either and the goal would have stood I think the goal should have stood I think it was see if you say it's a soft free kick you say oh yeah. it's still a free kick well I'm not, I'm not going to say that I, I think the goal yeah. should have stood John. I think on another day, <clears throat> I think Morelos gets um, gets the goal. Um, I said at the weekend, Alistair Johnson, very clever, very clever, very bright. He feels a nudge. He goes over because he knows he's in a bad position and he buys it. He buys it off the referee. I've been in a situation where managers are going bonkers with me because I'm up against a big centre-half. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get an advantage. I'm giving him a little nudge and he's going over. Constantly, and I'm saying, "Come on, mate! You know you're my size. You, you know, just uh, let's have a battle." But no, he's going over every time, and he's buying the fouls for his team. So it's frustrating for me because I don't think it's much of a free kick. Alistair Johnson feels a little nudge. There is contact. There is a little nudge. Whether it's enough for Alistair Johnson to go down, but what I would say in, what I'm saying is, it's very, very clever because Clancy's in front of the ball. Um, What's it, Morales is behind him and he's bought the free kick and obviously he's disallowed the goal. So for me, defenders, if they feel anything, any contact at all, a lot of them 
will go down yeah. to try and do exactly what we're saying. He he's, bought the free kick. He's gave the referee a decision to make. Absolutely. He's done. Yeah. And the referee's made his decision. Uh, he'll have to stand by it. The VAR obviously stood behind it. Was that decision wrong? I think yes. And but even and you know what, I'll tell you when you know it's probably harsh and you're probably correct. Even Celtic fans are actually on saying, you know, had that been in the other box, we'd be raging as well. So that's as, that's probably as close to an admission that is the wrong decision that you're going to get in Glasgow. Here's Reagan on the line, a Celtic fan. Reagan, was it a penalty for you? What do you think? Or should the goal have stood? Should the goal have stood? Um, I think it's a very tight one, Paul. Like uh, Kenny was saying there, it's it's one of the ones where if it's your team, you're going to say aye, and if yeah. it's no your team, it's no. I, I think it's a difficult one because you see a lot of the ones in Europe where a lot of the teams go down very easily yeah. and I think if you look at the still, the still shots of the, of the actual action you actually see Morales putting his hands on Johnson as well yeah. there, there, think, there, there is contact Regan it's, it's slight yeah. but you can see you're spot on there Morales does just give him a little nudge as Kenny said and Johnson is very clever there if he ignores that and thinks I'm more physical than that, it's going to take more of a push to show it. But he sees it. He sees the situation. Oh, he rec- he recognises that Morelos is going to tap it in. So he's gone over. And at, the, at this particular in, in, uh, incident, the ref sports it and, and, and gives Celtic a, a, you know, a reprieve there, if you like. Regan, what's your memory of the game? What's uh, the point that you'd want to make to John and Kenny? The, the point I want to make is I think Hugo is now going to be Celtic long-term um, I think he's going to be there. I think he's going to be a figure like John Hartley, like Sutton, and like Larson. I think we're going to remember Kyogo to be one of the players where Celtic fans will he'll be the one player that they'll look back on and go that 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 uh, that player was so special. Okay, well, John Hartson pushed me in the box in here about two years ago when I mentioned Kyogo and said, "Could he one day be?" Like a Larson, so he's not there yet. But I'm going to ask John in a second or two: Could he? Will he be there long term, Kenny? And could he be one of the great Celtic strikers? Well, he's on track to be. Yeah. That's for sure. I mean, you don't score that amount of goals for a club like Celtic, and you, and you don't. You're not absolutely adored by its fans, you know. And like John says, it's not just it's no three and four and and, and a five no one. This guy's coming up with the big goals and the big games. Like John says, it's a double in last year's League Cup final. It's another double in this year's League Cup final. That's five goals in the last two, uh, sorry, last three old firm games. And they're difference makers. You know, that's what you pay the big money for. That's why the number nines are paid. So he's definitely on track. If he can stay long term and somebody doesn't come and buy him in the summer, then, uh, then uh, yeah, he'll definitely be on track that because he's scoring at an incredible rate. John, will he join you in the over 100 club goals? Oh, no doubt about that. Yeah. He'll go on and get a lot more if he stays fit than if he stays at the football club. A lot will depend, won't it? How long, you know, Ange, I'd love to see Ange signing a long-term contract. You know, he's, he's pivotal to the club and I think he likes his, his job at the club. I think he wants to make Celtic better in Europe. That's be one of Ange's goals. And um, he will look to strengthen because... Celtic will go straight into the Champions League. They need more quality in in certain areas. We can talk about areas where and everything else. Um, but of course, you know, you, you look at Kyogo. If Hans was to move on, would he take Kyogo with him? Would he take one or two of the other signings with him? We don't know these things. You know, it's all sort of plain devil's advocate, if you like. Yeah. But there's no doubt Kyogo. He scores an array of goals. He's not just your you're out and out goal scorer but he, he can score with his right foot he can score with his left foot he's brave 
he'll take the ball in in difficult situations he'll get fouled for the team he can run in behind he's got a magnificent touch he can finish so you know he's your all round type of who can do everything really he's not just a one trick pony you know Kyogo is uh, I said it from day one I think you realise it I said it, he's very very special and hence he cost the club six million pounds but he's you know, he's, he's, he's more than paid that feedback. Worth much more. Incredible. And I see the Jota goal was compared with the Larson goal in a game that you played in, of course. Uh, Celtic went over Rangers and Henrik Larson said he liked it as well. Did you see it, John? The, the goal when yeah. Larson went round the I goalkeeper. Thought, I thought Henrik's was Second a little cross. bit of a tighter angle, right, if okay. I'm being ah, honest. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's still a, a really good angle, a tight <laughs> angle for, um, for Jota to score in. But it was just a balance, wasn't it? It was to get that touch around McGregor with his right foot, the right weight, and then to to roll it in the back of the net, and then obviously that, uh, you know, everybody was um, in, in you know looking at it and thinking, you know, what a play. We all we all yeah. got jot it is, but that was a wonderful goal, and it's great to get. Uh, yeah. It's great to get the King's sort of recognition there. That was a great goal. King Henrik, of course. Yep. Final word from you then, Reagan. How good was that day for you? I mean, there's obviously there's the fallout afterwards, all the chat, quite rightly, about different moments, but it was uh, must have been a special day for you. Yeah, I mean, it's a great day. I mean, Celtic to go 12 points clear is uh, very good, Paul, because everybody knows that um, I think Celtic have shown this scene that they've just still uh, better I think it's all but Michael Beale and Rangers react to this because like you guys spoke about last time it was a great show you spoke about this this Regan, I'm sorry the line has gone there. I don't know what's happened, but thanks so much. Glad you enjoyed your day. We've got lots of calls coming in. Rangers fans calling as well. They wouldn't enjoy it as much, but they'll be getting ready for the Cup semi-final just two weeks and five days away. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local, friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show Tuesday evening Paul Cooney Kenny Miller and John Hartson taking your calls now good time to call 0808 17 17 700 after a weekend when well it finished with Dundee United beating your old club Kenny Hibbs 2-1 talk about that in a moment or two Celtic 3 Rangers 2 that's how the weekend kicked off Aberdeen a 2-0 win over Kilmarnock what's happening with Kelly I mean away from home Kilmarnock and of course they play Celtic on Sunday Hearts against St Mirren you know the scoreline 2-0 victory for St Mirren great result for them not a good one though for Robbie Nielsen Lee McCulloch they've gone from the club and Stephen Naismith is the interim manager until the end of the season Motherwell what's happened there under Stuart Kettlewell 3-0 win Brilliant. over Livingston and Ross County winning at St Johnson and in the championship well the weekend kicked off with Patrick Thistle thumping Queen's Park Dundee couldn't take advantage really at the weekend they drew but they go top joint with Queen's Park slightly ahead on goal difference and a big game in the championship tonight with Ackies who got a point at the weekend they are down at the tail of the bank playing against Morton 08 08 17 17 700 guys what about Robbie Nielsen Kenny you played with distinction for Hibs are you how surprised are you that he's gone uh, well surprised no, that no. surprise based on the results, based on the kind of fan, the, the temperature of the fans. Uh, I think it's harsh, yeah, I do. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I think Robbie comes back for the second time at the club after the first time winning uh, the championship when Hibs and Rangers were in it, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and then I think he left 
well, Hearts, I think it was after a 4-1 win against us actually at Tynecastle when he went into second place in the league that night and went to MK Dons. Came back, wins yeah. the championship again, first season back up, finishing third, group stage European football and taking Rangers to extra time in a Scottish Cup final. You know, I mean, that, when you put it out there like that, it seems like it's a very, very good job and <clears> still can achieve third this season and get the, the group stages again in European football. But... The run of results are on. I think any manager about these days goes on a kind of is it five losses in six or four straight league losses. That is, uh, you're always going to come under pressure. And when they see that point gap that they had between them and the rest, uh, chasing third, dwindle away, and are now eventually overtaken by Aberdeen, then you can understand why. But I, I do feel it's a, a really, really harsh decision. Because for so long, John, it looked yeah. as though they would be stick on to be third. Well, they but they still could on. be. They look yeah. nailed on. I think yeah. they went seven or eight clear in, mm. or fourth at one stage yeah. and um, lost, ruth- lost their last five, yeah. one win in their last eight. It's a ruthless and sport, isn't it's it? It's ruthless, but it's a results-based business. Now, managers generally know now, if you go five games, losing five games out of five, and I like Robbie, he was always very good when I went up there and, uh, you know, he'd always tell me about uh, they struggled a little bit in, in Europe, you know, they had a few yeah. injuries and a level of opponent they were going up against uh, every Thursday night coming back on the Sunday. But they managed to get through it, didn't mm-hmm. they? And then they kicked on again a little bit. Um, but in, in recent times, it, it's just not been, you know, St Mirren getting within a point of them, Aberdeen overtaking them. And I think the board have almost gone, well, financially... We did really well, sort of getting into Europe last season. We want that again, and they've almost gone. When we're in this type of run, in this type of form, we have to act, and obviously they've acted. Seven games to go. You know the new man very well. You played alongside him for a bit of time. What about Stephen Naismith? How's he going to do as manager? Well, I think he's got all the traits to be a really, really good manager. He's had a, a wealthy experience as a player and, and worked under some some really, really good managers. I mean, Walter Smith, obviously, and, and, and Davy Moyes, just to name a few. Uh, sorry, a couple. But he's, uh, he's also, I'll tell you what, they'll be hoping he has the same impact as what Barry Robson has. Mm-hmm. Someone who's been in the club now for a few years as a player and now he's been behind the scenes coaching the, uh, the B team. He knows the club, he knows the players, he's played with most of them as well, so he knows exactly what he's walking into, there's no going to be no surprises there, so they'll be expecting them to hopefully have that same kind of impact, because it's far from lost, the uh, third spot, it can still be achieved, it's only two points and you have all these post-split uh, games coming up, and what a game for him to start, Edinburgh Derby, Easter Road at the weekend, I mean, what a chance to go and put yourself right in the frame to potentially get it, there's one thing for sure, if he gets that, the fans will be chanting his name for for weeks to come, you know, I mean, it's a brilliant game for him to step in. And the, the, fa- the fans of your old club, Hibs, they'll be, if they don't win this weekend, what's the effect going to be for Lee Johnson? Well, what, the, what it means is they'll be in a battle to make the top six yeah. again, mm-hmm. you know, never made it last year, and now after, uh, after that defeat on Sunday, it just leaves it in the balance, particularly with this game coming up and such how, how much dominance actually Hearts have had over them over the last few seasons so it's a, it's a massive week for Hibs and Lee Johnson as well sure is John isn't it and at yeah. the bottom big win for Dundee United against Hibs uh, United could I mean Stephen Fletcher yeah. he's still uh, bottom aren't they still yeah, with a yeah, little bit of work to do but yeah, yeah, yeah 25 yeah. points two behind Ross that County that will give them a little yeah. bit of belief obviously but going back to Hearts mm. and Naismith He's got an opportunity. He's got an yeah. opportunity to put a marker down if he goes and wins the derby game at the weekend, then then wins a few more games, gets them into third. Listen, yes, he puts his he puts his name in the hat for the job. You know, he'd be he'd be considered seriously considered uh, to take the post then full time. But it's it's down to him. He's got that opportunity. 
And even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't get the role at Hearts at the end of the season, if they go for somebody else, then he will alert other clubs. And if he wants to go into management, then you know this is a good opportunity for him. And let's not forget also he's working with the, with the national team at the moment, Steve Clark, yeah. and he's seen mm. what he's doing and and the impact that he's having on a really good group of players. So listen, he's had a, he's, he's served his time. He's as, a, as both a player working at top clubs with top managers, but also even in the last few seasons now working with some really really good managers in the coaching scene and uh, and just learning his trade because that's what it is when you when you hang the boots up, you're starting again, and it's about learning and it's also about opportunity. What he's now got is a fantastic opportunity. Opportunities could come up, Kenny. You know, you've been in management not long ago as well. Uh, this time last year, you were at Falkirk, then you were at Huddersfield. It just, you never know what's going to come up, do you, really? Uh, you can never tell. No, you cannot. It's, it's really it's an unstable environment yeah. that you're in, you know. You still but, want to be but, in but, it. Of course, you know, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. It's, I mean, I absolutely love the game, you know, I'm obsessed with it. It's, uh, I mean, opportunities come up. Like we're speaking about it off air. It's, it's getting that opportunity, mm. it's making that connection with someone who makes decisions at a football club and then, uh, and then getting to work, you know. Alex Ray has left Reading an old uh, teammate of yours as well after Paul Ince uh, was sacked and that seems a wee bit unfair we might have time later on to talk about it because they were deducted six points it's not the fault of the manager or the management team but it's ruthless that is I me mean, again yeah. that's, I think that's on like the 19th chain managerial change mm-hmm. in the championship I think it's, uh, or even maybe even more actually but it's, uh, it's ridiculous you know I mean like you say they've, uh, they've fell back down at the relegation battle through no fault of their own, based on the based on the points deduction. Now, I must say that they're one team when you're looking at that league. I never ever thought they would have fell into it, uh, but listen, they have with a six point deduction. So again, unfortunate to see two ex teammates go. Rangers fans, what are you thinking after the defeat at the weekend? I know we're talking about the cup semi final, but we can still look back on events at uh, Celtic Park on Saturday. And Celtic fans. What are you thinking? What about Jota's goal? What about the double from Furuhashi? Where do you want to see the improvements? Ange was full of praise for his players after the win. I think the word is again, you know, it's not like they have to prove anything. Um, you know, in all the big games, uh, in every game, you know, they, they contribute and, uh, you know, they're outstanding today and, you know, we needed uh, the energy. I mean, the, the good thing about us was even when the football wasn't smooth, we're still pressing, we're still you know, forcing mistakes from them and I think, yeah, that's um, yeah. Again, it's a credit to the team that, um, from that perspective, um, yeah, we don't drop below a certain standard. That you know, irrespective of whether we're dominating the game or playing, you know, free-flowing football, the, the dirty side of the game, the defensive side of the game, these boys work hard. John, they have to do all aspects of the game, including the dirty side. Yeah, and I think the the issue with Celtic is it's not really an issue, but yeah. they've raised the bar so high. You know, mm. they've they've gone into a twelve-point lead in the in the league. The league's theirs. It's the second title out of two for Ange. It's, it's been remarkable, really, the turnaround since Rangers Invincibles won it themselves a few years ago under Steve Gerrard. Um, how they never kicked on from there. Mm. You know, Giovanni von Bruges comes in with the same group of players and obviously Ange, you know, overturns that and wins the league himself. But um, he's right. Uh, I, think, I think they've raised the bar so high. The football has been miraculous, entertaining, almost every single week and sometimes the football you know and that was partly to do with Rangers' press Rangers' game plan they stopped Celtic from playing their normal game but Celtic kept going Kenny said it earlier the pressing you know the the endeavour from the players you know they kept the shape and, and they were trying it was McGregor was trying to drive the team on and players can't be at it every single week Paul they're not robots these guys you try and get as close as you can you know, to, to, to your previous great performances. But 
they they stack in there, and you know what? It's it's not a bad thing when you don't play particularly well, and you score three goals and you win the game. It's a good habit to get into, yeah. but obviously Ange doesn't want them to get into habits. Um, so for me, it, it was a great win uh, on a day where things could have gone a little bit better in terms of their passing and one or two players looked a little bit off. Moy looked a bit off, didn't look sharp, didn't look fit actually to me. Um, and still, they managed to go and win the game. Jota got his goal the third, which made it 3-1 and it looked as though that would be the 12 points, although Rangers did fight back. Uh, Jota spoke about it afterwards. Well, it's it's always amazing to score in this amazing stadium for, for our fans, but uh, I think that wouldn't be possible without the help of everyone and the philosophy that we put into our game. So just, just glad to be part of our group and to, to develop and be a better man. Yeah. And he handed the trophy for man of the match to Alistair Johnson. That was difficult. We made it difficult on ourselves. Um, we had a good game plan going into it, I think, and we strayed a little bit from it. Um, but we just kept using that crowd. And when you have a crowd like that that's just that passionate um, and gets behind you, uh, can raise you uh, to levels that, you know, you didn't even think you could reach. They can always just help us dig in. And guys like Jota chipping in, Kyogo, of course. And, you know, no task is, is too big for us out here. He's some fine Kenny, isn't he? Alistair he, Johnson. He was brilliant yeah. at the weekend. He really was. I mean, there was a case, I think someone says, I mean, you, you take Kyogo out. <laughs> the two right backs might have been the best players on the pitch on, uh, on Saturday. But I thought he was excellent. He defended well. He's strong. He's got pace. He can attack. I mean, I think even he showed a bit of kind of craft with the pass for the for, for the goal that was offside just lifting it over for Kyogo yeah. yeah he was absolutely excellent at the, the weekend you know what it shows how how well he did play I mean picking up the man of the match when you've got a striker who scored two goals in an old firm game yeah. and two big goals decisive goals and I Kent was quiet on down that left hand side mainly because you know uh, Alistair Johnson kept pushing him back he probably had to do the dirty work more than more than going yeah. forward which Kent likes he likes to go one on one go round the back, cut inside, get shots away. He wasn't allowed to do that. And I liked about what I liked about I was surprised. I didn't realise he's a unit. Yeah. He's a real yeah. athlete. And I think he once he opened out, he opened his legs up and whew, he flew past the player. I thought, I'd never seen that from him before. So for me, the more you see these players, Ange obviously sees it every day in training yeah. and the rest of the players do. But when you see them probably every week you're not really seeing how really good they are and the difference that they're making but he's certainly one that's come in and obviously Juranovic no one talks about him anymore who? The, Juranovic <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> well played then well done I'll have you back for that uh, thank you and, John uh, and but Ralston, I know and he's and a great Ralston, player of course, of but course he, he's come yeah. in and he's you know he's been outstanding there hasn't he yeah. Really has. It's a model that Rangers need, isn't it, Kenny? Just looking at the recruitment, it's crucial. We will come on to that because for Rangers now, that's done. The league's done now, isn't it, Kenny? There's no, the league is over. Oh, yes. Yeah. Listen, sure. I think even if Rangers won us, yeah. I still couldn't sure. see Celtic dropping seven points. So and yeah, the cup semi-final yeah. is hugely important for Rangers. But more than that, I mean, Michael Bill came in in November, not expecting to win the league. I don't think. I mean, it was nine points right until the weekend. The cup's a possibility, but this has to be a bigger project for him to get the right players in to challenge Celtic and to match. Recruitment is going to be huge for Rangers. Summer will be massive. You know, it absolutely will be. Uh, they've begun by listening to his, his press most weeks because as an old firm manager you're constantly getting asked about it particularly in, the, in these bad moments when, you're, when you've known that so summer will be huge he's already said he's identified targets so he's, uh, that'll be well underway but what they need they need that starting line not to be freshened up that's for sure 
for sure. Uh, some news coming in. Robbie Nielsen has been speaking for the first time. We'll give you that after the break. Uh, but I hear that Robert Snodgrass is poised for a shock early exit from Hearts in the coming days. It's on record sport in the last few minutes. They understand talks between the player and the club regarding his immediate future are taking place. His stay at Tencastle could be over before the end of the season so a lot happening at Tyne Castle turmoil there we're going to hear more from the managers and more from you 0808 17 17 700 what are you thinking after the game at the weekend The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk your local friendly experts for new and used cars Let's go 0808 17 17 700 to speak to John Hartson and Kenny Miller two great strikers with us here tonight. People have scored, well, hundreds of goals, over 100 for both their uh, clubs. And we were just speaking there about Kyogo. How many can he score for Celtic? Somebody who scored 99 and then 100 for Rangers at the weekend was James Tavernier. He was asked about it afterwards. It's hard, isn't it, when you've lost the derby? But he spoke about it for a moment or two. It's obviously, obviously reaching 100. Um, firstly, it's obviously it's hard to take because we've, we've came away. You know, just being speaking there, you know, and Bappy scored a hat trick in the in the final and, and lost, and so we, you know, it's to the, we we wanted obviously the three points, so it's a, it's irrelevant, but we just got to go again. The game overall, I'm obviously really disappointed. To see the goals that we did, um, but I've just looked back and I've just seen the, their second goal was a handball, and I didn't believe our first goal was a foul, um, but obviously they're the margins. You know, you're coming away with with zero points, and that's what we didn't want to do, and. It's just, yeah, you know, we're all disappointed. On the hundred goals, Kenny, it's not. You think of any other fullbacks who've scored a hundred goals? Well, uh, at that club, Greggy obviously got ah, got a hundred yeah. goals. Uh, he kept telling me every time I was trying to chase him down, Didn't and uh, that's yeah. why I think eventually got papped out. To be honest, I was catching him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's an incredible achievement. It really is. Uh, I mean, he's a he's just a really really modern day fullback. I know it's kind of a bit of a generic term, but. He's, he's been for eight years now, Rangers, one of, if not the biggest or most attacking outlet he's given, mm. whether it be goals, whether it be assists, whether it be his delivery for free kicks or open plays, crossing ability, he's just chipped in. And you know what, when Rangers needed somebody to step up at the weekend, because it was a level half, you know, Celtic took the lead, uh, they were starting to maybe have a little bit of dominance in the game and, and, and start to take control, and you got a free kick, 43rd minute, I mean, it was in the ideal area for them, but to go and execute it and put it in again against a keeper like Joe Hart, it was it was sensational, and again, he was the one that got them back into the game with, with the header at the back post, and you know what, he even had a header for a hat-trick, you know, he had, he, again, when the ball was at Barisic, he just steams in, you know, he's got hunger. Fantastic achievement, like he says, he would have much rather have the three points, but he's, uh, he'll look back on that in time, you know, and think, you know, he's up there with some really, really big names now at the club. Should he have scored the third one? Well, the header? Yeah, the header. Yeah, no, I think he does great, he attacks yeah. it, I mean, yeah. he's, he's up sure. above the defender, he gets a lot on it. I actually felt, I was hoping he would have taken a free kick. Last kick of the ball. I thought yeah. he could have went down the side yeah. of the down the side of the wall into the into the into the opposite side that Joe Hart was protecting, but he, he chose to let Barris take it. Yeah. But when you're on a hat trick and mm. you're in that moment, I, I was really hoping he took it. John, tribute yeah, to him. I'd be yeah. a fan. I think technically he's he's outstanding. Mm. He's got what you'd say like a wand of a right mm. foot. He could put it on a sixpence from from anywhere really, and his goals from full back. You know, it's outstanding, really. A hundred goals uh, as a fullback, he gets forward. I think he's better going forward personally than what he is up defending. I think he can be got that defensively. Um, a lot of penalties, but still, you've got a, you've got to dispatch the penalties. 
Um, if you miss a couple, you, you, you find yourself off them. Uh, but as I said, if, when he goes down the right-hand side, if he's given space and time to put the ball in, predominantly, you know, he hits that area where the goalkeeper is undecided whether to come for the ball and defenders are, are almost having to turn their back on the ball because they're facing their own goal. He, he hits that area. And as a centre-forward, um, you know, you, you just make a run off your defender in between two defenders if you like he'll find you you know he's that he's been that good technically for me so listen 100 goals from right back you know you, you can't knock that can no. you no. Kenny as John said he's not noted for the defensive work that he does but has he got better do you think this season I've said for years I think he's hard done by in that respect mm. he got asked to do a job for his team which is to go yeah. and be that attacking outlet on that right hand side uh, has he made mistakes of course he has so has every player on the pitch you know so I think he's been hard done by in that respect uh, for a long long time but if you're talking about him going forward like again what, what he gives that team in terms of goals and, and, and momentum is and by the way when the big moments when you need somebody to step up he was there and he's been speaking about oh, what's next for Rangers we've just got to go move on try and obviously go into the next game and try and get three points and obviously it's an important uh, semi-final in three weeks time so you know we've got to pick ourselves up and uh, go again and then in an interview he was saying afterwards that Rangers will be much better in this month's Scottish Cup semi-final April the 30th and John the talking has to be on the park I mean Absolutely. look we're in the media we're asking questions so I'm never too critical but there is a narrative that you know the Rangers players are saying certain things Cantwell said you know Celtic didn't win the game we lost it yeah it never bothers me when people talk after games just go and do it Get together with your teammates and, you know, in the dressing room, on the training pitch, have the odd huddle, you know, get together and say, do you know what, lads, we have to... We've shown... Not many huddles going on at Ibrox and Money Park, John, I know that, that's for sure. <laughs> that's we true. have to do yeah. better, yeah. you know, and don't talk about it because ultimately, you know, you, you end up with egg on your mm. face, really, if you, if you don't do it. Yeah. You know, what he's trying to say is, is that Rangers played better, but they have to be... Don't you think that that was more than Celtic's best performance? Celtic will have to be better to yeah. beat Rangers. But listen, all the talk a couple of weeks ago, who was it? Was it um, Sakala mm -hmm. said said things and all that, and then Rangers come off the pitch and they lost, and all of a sudden it's like, well, just go and do it. Did it ever bother you if never, someone said that? Never, no? ever, ever. Just, just go and do it. Stay quiet. Go and pick the trophy up and then do as much talking as you want. Kenny, were you thick or thin-skinned if... People said things before, and no, did it like, bother you? No, not at all. It's like John says, you've got to, you've got to turn up and you've got to put your best foot forward when you cross that white line. And I mean, again, James was kind of saying the same things after the semi-final about Rangers, and that, that, that I think it was Celtic will see the real Rangers and things coming in. But to be honest, if we get these two teams who play better than what they did at the weekend in the semi-final, then we're in for an incredible mm. game. I see on Sky just now. What's that? Over forty-eight hours since the game, they're still showing that incident when Morelos. Um, well, and, and you know yeah. what they're doing? They're actually comparing it with uh, Curtis Main, who just ever so slightly nudges mm. Cairo as he's, he's on the way to the goal, and that kind of stood. So, it's, uh, when you see it again, it is, it's very soft. Let's hear. Let's leave it at that. Alistair Johnson was asked about it. I felt like I had a free header, and then all of a sudden I didn't because I had two hands in the back of my uh, on my back. So it's one of those ones I knew that as soon as as soon as it went in the back of the net, that he was going to call it. And thankfully, you know that's what the refs there for. He did a good job, I thought today. Uh, it wasn't an easy one, a lot of big tackles, um, as you'd expect in that match. Uh, so I thought he did a good job. And yeah, no, I'm glad that glad that he made the right call there. John, well, he felt two hands on his back and uh, he went over. Yeah. 
I think he knows he's beat. I think he knows that Morelos is behind him with a simple tap in. But obviously, you know, he's clever. He's felt he's felt the push and he's gone down. And that happens all over the pitch. Uh, ten times every game as it happens. It happened in the penalty area. On another day, by the way, Clancy would have gone, Do you know what? That's not much that's not enough of a push. And then and then not just Clancy, but another referee. Yep. And 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 the goal may well have been given. It just happened to be on this particular on this particular day. Clancy fell for it. Um, Alistair Johnson was clever. He goes over, you know, he buys the foul and he gets the foul. And as you've said himself there, if he's saying that he felt the push in his back, then he's acted the way that he, that he feels he should have and he should have gone over and that's what he did. Celtic fans, what are you looking forward to then for next season? Where do you want to see improvements? And Rangers fans, it's the same question, isn't it? Where do you need to improve to catch Celtic and to get back to where you feel you should be at the top? Because it's a, it's quite a tussle now, isn't it? John, as you pointed out on Saturday, uh, Rangers with 55 titles, Celtic now on 53 once it's officially handed over to them. Kenny, will that be the next narrative? Remember, it was 10 in a row a couple of years we talked about. That's going to be... I mean, Celtic get every chance of reaching 55 Absolutely. I mean, this will be something that will get talked about uh, over the next couple of seasons if Celtic do continue to, uh, to dominate the league. Uh, again, this is it's up to Rangers to respond. This is it. When these two teams are going head to head, when you don't win the league one year, the, the, straight away before you've set foot back in pre-season, you have to win that league back. And that will be, again, this semi-final will have a big bearing on how Rangers fans are approaching next season because if they don't win it and Celtic go on to win a treble then there'll be uh, a lot of questions or a lot of pressure going into this next season Were you surprised that Douglas Park stood down on the week of uh, the derby the old firm game or is that just you know he's I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not really reading too it. much no. of the time because there's continuity to with John Bennett isn't it and yeah, that he I, was part of the I, you know the same of course it, is. it was. A, I don't think that would could be made too much in regards to the game it was It was the timing it was the timing of the announcement that was that the players and everything would have been focused on the game and and that upstairs again like they always say as a player your job's to play football doesn't bother you at all does it I see Scott Arfield is saying that in the future I'm not saying he's saying when but uh, he'd like to go back to a club you know well back to Falkirk well, well I was trying to convince him to come back did you <laughs> last year. Yeah. but uh, obviously he was, uh, he's got he's got still got a lot to offer uh, mm. as a player at Rangers at the time but he's, I think he does speak with a real uh, fondness at uh, Falkirk obviously it's where he started I mean, he's picked us up on that wall with all the Falkirk Academy graduates when you when you, when you walk up the tunnel so uh, listen I, I still think he's got definitely between now and the end of the season he'll have a role to play at Rangers Would you have brought him on on Saturday? Quite a lot of Rangers fans thought maybe bring him on when it was 3-2 yeah, I, yeah. I think even in the, in the previous in the, in the cup final I don't think he did he come on in that or I don't think he did I think he impacts games, you know, yeah. his movement, his, his energy, how clever a footballer is. And look at the difference he made in the semi-final last year. John? I didn't think on a day, just going yeah. off off a little bit from our field, who yeah. I like, he's got Premier League experience and sure. he comes up and yeah. um, I think he's been a decent player. I mm. think he comes up with, sure. the, with the odd goal as well for Rangers from midfield. I thought Tillman was disappointing on the weekend. I don't know what you think, Kenny, but in a big game where he has the opportunity to really shine and grab the game by the scruff of the neck and take players on and be that player that we've seen him being at times. You know, we had a real big opportunity for, for Michael Beale to go to his board and say, look, that's the reason I want to keep this boy. They'll know anyway. They'd have seen, seen clippets of him all season. But I thought that the weekend in a big game would had a really chance to grab the game by the scruff of the neck. I, th- I thought he'd come up short. No, I think I'd have to agree. Uh... I was looking forward to the performance because there's no doubt 
you break his game down and the attributes that he's got, he's he's got everything. You know, he really has. And what we what's been thrown up a bit this season is maybe his reactions to losing the ball and particularly in the in the four 0 at Celtic Park and even a couple of Champions League games. But I tell you what, he worked very, very hard. I mean, he was part of that press. He was part of that defensive organisation of Michael Beale. Uh, and, and he worked hard. He just never impacted it the way... I mean, you're talking about Kyogos or Jotas or Callum McGregor's or the way Hattati's came into Celtic and really took these games uh, on. He, he just never impacted it uh, like the way he would have hoped and definitely the way Michael would have hoped. And again, that's, that just, that, you can tell that by he comes off after an hour. You know, if you're playing well and impacting a game and, and having a big say in the outcome of this game... You're going to be on there in 90 minutes, you know. But Michael chose to take him off because he just wasn't effective as, as, as what he would have liked. But uh, again, that's a question moving forward in the summer because Michael says they're looking to trigger it. It is, and I would imagine, without knowing the budget, what Michael's talked about, he's happy with it. I would imagine a five million pound will be a, a decent chunk of it, maybe half of it. Would you trigger the clause now? I'm, I'm undecided at the okay. moment. See, see if yeah. this was like a two million pound. Player, I still yeah. think it's a lot for Rangers. If you think maybe that's what maybe Rabbi Matondo cost this summer, he's no really kind of impacted that start. That's what I would say. I think what Rangers need is players that are going to come and go into that starting lineup. And the, the way an Alistair Johnson has came in yeah. into Celtic, the way a Kyogo has, or the way a Hattati has, the way Greg Taylor stepped up and in, in, into these and in, in impact Carter Vickers has came into the into the Celtic team. Rangers need guys to come at the start to make that starting uh, lineup a lot better. Michael Beale, I think he has to show a different side of his management, sort of uh, talent, if you like, not just when he's sort of talking the game up and tactically and everything else. And he has to go to his board and he has to say, I want Kent. Kent's been offered 85 grand at a championship club. That's what they're paying. Something like that. Can Rangers afford that? He's on the free transfer. Doesn't have to pay a fee for him. What is he in the market? Five six million pounds. I'm just I'm just plucking the figure out of the air. But they paid seven. So Tell you what we'll yeah. do. We I'm going to pay a fee for you. We'll give you that in wages. Son. So it's difficult. And then Morelos. We all think Morelos will go. McGregor. We listened to Barry at the weekend, thinking McGregor still got a role to play in the future for for Rangers. He still thinks he's the best goalkeeper at the football club. So all these side of things is 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 an art in itself in terms of the manager going and persuading his board, the money men working with a budget and still keeping Rangers competitive to try and go and challenge a team that are going to get 30, 40 million pounds for going straight into the Champions League. They will add themselves. You know, there's one or two players that that, that have already there, not in the side week in, week out, will want to play. So that's when Michael Beale now as well, not just on the football field itself, but off it as well. Can, can he work his magic in terms of working with the, the, the money boys up, up top. What do you think, Rangers fans? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And Celtic fans, what do you want to see for the rest of this season and into next year? The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local, friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 
plenty of comments coming in on the social still after the fallout of the old firm. The Derby, Saturday lunchtime. Uh, the Celtic fans happy in the sunshine. Rangers fans, 3-2, wasn't enough. It's now countdown to the Cup semi-final. Feels like the final, doesn't it? Although our own Stephen McGinn will be with us. He's got a big game in the next uh, day or two for Falkirk. I see they got some goals at the weekend. Uh, the, the derby, Kenny, you know that derby. 2-2 Falkirk and Dunfermline. They were two up as well. The yeah, but apparently yeah. it was a brilliant uh, first yeah. half as well. 2-2 being good. Falkirk going to a 2-0 lead. Dunfermline come back into it. It's, it's the two best teams in the in the league. Mm. Two big rivals going at it. So I'm sure I heard there was a brilliant atmosphere in the game as well. So it was... Uh, Aye, maybe the second best, uh, biggest derby in the, in the country that day. Indeed, the Glasgow derby. The other one was uh, Friday night. And my goodness, Partick Thistle, have they left it just too late, Kenny? It was one of your old clubs. Well, could, could they get, well, could I, be playoffs, couldn't they? Listen, I think though, they've got they to will. be playoffs. And it's, yeah. but I see for part of this, it's got to be the minimum yeah. uh, sure. in, in the championship. It has, has to be minimum playoffs. But what they've done is, since Chris Doolan went in, they've, they've just won games, won games, and they've actually put themselves back in. Queen's Park are, are, are reeling a little bit at the moment. Dundee slipped up there when they had a chance to maybe go and put their foot in the gas. So I still think they could, if they get the right results, and they're probably going to need to win maybe the majority uh, of their last of the remaining games, they could still win the league. They could indeed. This weekend in the Premiership, the Cinch Premiership, starts Friday night, Ross County against Aberdeen. And then on Saturday, Hibs against Hearts, 12.30. John, that's going to be some game, isn't it? The 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 old Ricky Derby, so much to play for. Hibs need a win. They're on the slide as well. And Hearts, well, the manager has gone, despite winning uh, the championship, two cup finals and taking them into Europe. Robbie has gone. Yeah. And it's Stephen Naismith. What a game. Saturday lunchtime. Well, definitely Stephen Naismith will want to go in first game, make a big impact, uh, get the supporters on board uh, with a with a brilliant win against your biggest rivals. And Lee Johnson is is under a little bit of pressure. Um, they Do you think can, he could be? I think so. Yeah, yeah I think so. He, you know, the only point from Livingston all in seventh, Hibs are sitting in six. I think if they don't make big uh, top six, and if they get beat at the weekend to the to Hearts. I think he could be under a bit of pressure, yeah, because Hibs are expected to be up there, you know, challenging really Aberdeen and Hearts and, and these type of clubs. And uh, and I think, you know, that's that's the last four. Hibs have, have lost the last four games. Um, so it's a big opportunity on the weekend. And they're at home and there'll be a, a fantastic crowd there. Kenny, you've played in that derby. Yes, I mean, listen, it's a, it's, I think it's a huge day for both clubs for different reasons. Obviously, it could be the start of something new at Hearts. Uh, if if Lee Johnson doesn't get the right result, they're now going to be in a battle to actually make this uh, top six again. And after last season's uh, failing in making the top six, I mean, that'll just not be accepted. It won't. Uh, again, when you throw and go back all the way back to the start of the season, when they never even got out of the group stages in the in the League Cup, I think every every club will set out and they'll set targets at the start of the season. And if, if Hibs fall out of the top six, then that'll definitely fall short of their targets. And Paul, it's important here that the listeners... You know, we're not advocating for managers to be sacked. There. No, not sure. You know, we we stayed in facts and we oh, stayed yeah. in on results. You do to see what happened to uh, uh, Robbie, to Robbie. Yep. to Robbie, and he's only out because of mm. the results. You know that that that's that's the bottom line. With Martin only Martin only used to say to us, if I lose three or four games on the spin, there's people upstairs in the, talking about me getting the sack. Ridiculous to think that, but he's like, well, it's, it's a winning business. Yeah. You've got to win in this game. It doesn't matter how you do it. Klopp the only, it way, the only yeah. way you silence people is by winning games. You know, when you're losing, 
Well, you've got to answer questions then. But what a game that is to actually go and make that statement. You know, yeah. you're, you've got, you're playing your local rivals at home in front of your own fans. They've just yeah. sacked their manager. You've got a chance to actually go and kind of put it to them, you know. And, and if they can win, if Hibs can win, then that will that'll, that'll probably confirm their, 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 their spot in the top six. And, and then they can be looking upwards for the, the remaining six games and they can start to be thinking about European football. If you don't make it, it goes without saying. I mean, you can forget European football because you're not, you're just not going to get there. So if they don't win, they will have a tough trip up to McDermott Park. And if you're a punter, if you're a yeah. punter, how would you bet? Both teams have lost their last four games. Draw. So no form. <laughs> Good yeah. bet. No form whatsoever no, going into the true. game for either team. Unusual. Motherwell have got form and they're up against Dundee United. Can, can Jim Goodwin get them into the playoff spot and could they stay up? Which... I think whoever is in the playoff spot must uh, feel that they... Well, you'd go in as favourites, wouldn't you, Kenny? You'd hate to be in that position, but you would feel because nobody has run away with it in the championship. No, they've not. I think, uh, I mean, just I mean, there's a, there's a potential for a Dundee derby in, yeah. the, in the playoff yeah. if, uh, if it fell that way. But it's, Good for uh, the box office. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, th- I think that the way the playoffs are, I mean, the, I mean, the, the teams in the championship, they are structured to, mm. to kind of suit the Premier League teams. But what you've got is you've got a, a team that are not happy that are in a playoff position going into another, having to wait a few weeks as well for this fixture coming. And what you've got is a team that are in the sense of it. All the, all the carrots there for them to go and get promoted and, and end the season on a real high. So these encounters are, are really, really intriguing. I mean, there's a lot, a lot on them. I mean, ideally, Dundee United, uh, sorry, uh, who's the other teams that are down there? Ross County Church and, uh, and Kilmarnock. Yeah, Kilmarnock. They yeah. want to stay mm-hmm. away from it at all. They'd much rather finish 10th, like mm-hmm. us, it goes without saying, than finish 11 or 12th. But still, it's all we play for. That was a huge result for Dundee United against It was a big, big last-minute goal. It was, and it was a last effort for them, really, wasn't it? In, in the sense of getting a win. It looked as though they were on the slide. They've reversed that, and we'll see what happens. Although it's going to be tough at Motherwell, who, of course, are uh, beating all comers. So Motherwell against Dundee United. Livy against St. Johnson. St. Johnson are in the mix now as well, after the result at the weekend. And David Martindale was saying, John, you're the former striking coach there. He said, we all need to, to do better at Livy, including myself, because it's uncharacteristic. They've just not been firing. Well, no, not of, of late. They've lost four out of their last six, yep. one, one, drawn one. But one thing Livingston did do, they, they shot up there, didn't they? They shot up there early on in the season through getting some really good results. They, they've been misfiring a little bit of late, but I still see Livingston getting out, you know, being nowhere near danger in terms of, uh, play, you know, bottom of the league playoff situation, relegated. Not for me. Again, they've had a good season. What yeah. what, what what do people expect from Livingston? Oh, sure. if, they, budget, if they can stay yeah. safe, if they can, you know, flitter around that top six, maybe, and, and push into the top six, I think that's a success. You know, in terms of with their budget and everything else and the good work that Davey Martindale is, is still doing with the team. Um, so I, I don't think there's any major issues. Of course, you want to win football matches, but... Yeah. Uh, you know, I, th- I think Livingston have done a, have been another good job this season. He'll be livid though. I mean, Davy will be livid because they're, they're, they've put themselves. Adam nailed on for top six, mm-hmm. absolutely nailed on before this run. And what will be disappointing for him is, it seems like again without watching their games every week, it's three 0 It's three 0 There's been a lot of kind of heavier defeats, and it, it looks like maybe they're not doing the things you would associate with Livingston and doing really, really well. But uh, I mean, they're still in the mix even after that bad run. They're still in the mix, and they've got a home game, a home game to kind of put that right. And if if the result, even if Hibs were to draw against Hearts and Livingston were to win, 
they jump back into the top six and it's in their hands to make it because I had them nailed on four or five games ago to make the top six do you think they're missing the assistant manager Marvin Bartley now at Queen of the South who knows again you yeah. don't know what think they are. are well listen yeah. I think people kind of draw these conclusions when, yeah, sure. when things like this happen but Davey's done it with a number of assistants yeah. over the years that he's taken Livingston into top six he's, he's done a wonderful job there but and listen you can tell by how passionate he is with, with, with the job that he's doing the fact that they're on this run and they're, they're, they're a point outside the top six now after yeah. this poor run they could be in this nailed on and obviously a very good assistant himself to uh, um, David Opkin yep he was indeed double, double promotion yep. and, and Davey was uh, instrumental in that alongside yep. Oppie as well so they've had good times at Livingston. They have indeed. And what about St Mirren here in the west of Scotland? They're up against Rangers at the weekend, but what a result for them last Probably, weekend. You know, yeah. Stephen Robinson, he, he, he seems to just get our football, you know, he took, he took Motherwell to third, yeah. which was mm. a, a big, big achievement. And Hamden as well, budgets. a couple of times. Again, yep, two cup finals as well. And uh, it took his, a wee bit of time for St Mirren to get going, but what he's done is, he's, and what he seems to do well as a manager, he creates good groups, he plays to the strengths of the players that he's got, uh, I think they've made a couple of signs I mean we had, uh, Bacchus came for Australia and we had him across there and he's a wonderful player really infectious did you have player. him over there? great yeah. kid yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, again really thought he would suit our game as well he's came in and done great they signed the right back or right wing back for their strain I thought he was a really really good player as well he's gotten the best out of me he just gets the yeah. best O'Hara's I mean, he's, O'Hara's looking like a I mean, he's always been a handful big lad energy box to box can nick goals but he seems I think he must have what he scored about five goals in his last four or five games he's He's, he just gets the best out of the guys that he's got and he puts them in a way that suits their, their attributes. And, you know, they're sitting there in fifth. Is there a chance? They've got a real chance that they could potentially get European football if they, if they continue to get the right results. My goodness. Can't that... see them getting too much no. at the weekend right enough, but uh, no, they've of got course, a chance. We're going to come to that one. But St Mirren, where in the 70s, the 80s, John, when it was uh, Tony Fitzpatrick, Frank McGarvey and, and co, they were in European football. Oh, it's remarkable Lambert. Paul Lambert Paul Lambert of Fra- course yeah he was a real Frank youngster McAvenny. then yeah he came in and we, they were just after that time but you're yeah. right they, they had sort of 15,000 people in European nights so yeah. it'd be great to see that's Saints that's one of the girls I never played at I, I, I sent a Did miss no, no, yeah. St. Mirren Wood in and around it while I right. played up yeah. in, the, in, the, in, the, um, sure. in the SPL so it was one of the fewer grounds I've not played at but I've been there not to this new stage and their old one actually yeah. The old yeah, love they're, they're, yep. in, they're in great form. Mm. They'll they'll want to um, you know Stevie Robinson will want to he'll want to continue that that momentum that good play good form from the the brilliant result um, last week against Hearts yeah. to go to Ibrox. I'm like Kenny. I can't think Rangers will be too strong. Um, I always think Celtic and Rangers are too strong against the rest when they're home in particular. Uh, so, but you know he'll want to go. The players will will mm. be feeling good about themselves as well. So. I wouldn't completely rule it out, but if I was going to stick my neck out, I'd obviously say Rangers. Okay, Rangers against St Mirren Saturday at three, and then Sunday, Kilmarnock against Celtic. Let's look back, though, on the big two from the weekend. Ange Postacoglu on the overall performance. Such a, such a big game, derby game, so much emotion. Ultimately, you want to come outside with a positive ledger and then analyse, you know, I think for the most part, we weren't too bad. I thought our sort of we weren't as crisp with our passing and, and sort of second-guessed ourselves a little bit at times. Um, you know, having said that, their only real threat was set pieces, but they're, you know, they were, that was a real threat against us. Um, you know, aside from that, we had some chances. We probably could have put game to bed, but um, as I said, the most important thing is we won. But he made it clear, listen, nothing is easy when you're up against Rangers. I don't know how many times I have to say this, nothing's easy, mate. Nothing's easy. If anyone thinks what we do is easy... Um, 
they need to just uh, step in my shoes for a day. And, um, you know, all this group of players, all this stuff, nothing's easy. You've you got to earn everything you, you, you get in this game. Um, it's an unbelievable run this group of players has been on and every single one of them has, has earned it the hard way and will continue to do that. John, what did you make of that? Nothing's easy. Put yourself in my shoes for a day. Nothing's easy. They 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 could have passed the ball a little bit better. He, he, th he felt they, they could have been a bit more crisp with their passing. That means more direct. That means, you know, make sure the ball gets to, you know, a fellow Celtic player. It doesn't get in intercepted or you're not sloppy and you get caught in possession. That's crisp. You know, that's on the front foot and alive and alert. Um but but for me, he's bang on in terms of you know Rangers. Yeah, they had they had the dubious goal that that was that was ruled off that was ruled off uh, for a push yep. on Alistair on Alistair Johnson. Yep. But Rangers are are dangerous through set pieces simply because of the delivery they have. Well, Barisic on the left mm. in swingers, Tavernier on the right. So that that's an area where Celtic needs and they have done in all fairness dealt with that in in recent games. But that is a big area that that Rangers will try and 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 obviously um, do well against when it comes to the semi final now of the Scottish Cup. But he's, he's I think he's relatively happy. And the game wasn't about Saturday; the game was about the previous thirty. You know that that's and I know Ange wants to keep going and keep playing mm. well, but you have to give a bit of credit to Rangers as well for the weekend because they stopped Celtic playing. They made it difficult at times, you know, and. Uh, you know, and I, I think he's more than happy to say that. And Kenny, you're one of the few who knew of Ange Postacoglu because of your time in Australia. Because when you think about it, in 20 months, he's uh, a dominant figure now in Scottish football, but we, most of us, knew nothing about him. No, listen, I never knew too much about him as well. Obviously, you knew the name because he had worked there, obviously, with the national team. He had worked with a few clubs within the, like the footballing system as well. And we knew where he was. He'd went to Yokohama. It's a pathway, I think, Australians take. Maybe he had to go into Asia and play and also coach. But he's, uh, listen, he's done sensational. You know, there was a lot of questions getting asked to him when he first came in because nobody really knew much of him. But I'll tell you, everybody knows of him now. I'll tell you who played with him, Kenny. You'd know him. You know Kenny McDowell? Yeah. His brother. All right, OK. His brother played in the same team as Ange in Australia um, because Kenny, Kenny's brother painted my house the other ah, week. Yeah. And was he, he telling, about he telling yeah. me about huh? Kenny because Kenny was yeah. at Celtic. He's a great guy. Sure. I loved Kenny. loved talking to him. Smashing fella. Their brother, I think it's their older brother, right. played yeah. with Ange in Australia, same team. Wow. What a small world, huh? Would you like to have played under Ange Postacoglu? You know, I think the way his team play, it's, everybody looks like they're enjoyed. I think there's a clear plan how you want to do it. Uh, in my opinion, they play the right way. You know, it looks like football that you would want to, well, you enjoy watching. Uh, you would definitely enjoy playing it. And when you're a forward, when you've got that type of player serving, you know what? The same would go across the city. I think there's some really, really good players. What I'd say is Celtic are, are ahead at the moment as a team in terms of how they play and maybe they're more familiar with what's expected of them in the roles. But uh, yeah, of course, he seems like a manager you would want to play for. I think Kenny would have done very well, not without patronising, in the Ange Postacoglu team because he'd, he'd have worked hard. Yeah. He loves running in behind. He loves he loved closing defenders down. And of course, he could score as well. This worked a lot harder than I did. So, <laughs> But no, I think he'd have enjoyed playing in this Postacoglu team. Something worked for you, John, though. 
hundred over, over hundred goals got for Celtic. Box. Yeah, you got I, yourself in the box. Big, big bad John. Had, Did you play I, against I, each I other then? The right. Must have. Yeah, of Thompson course. on the left. Yeah. you can't miss. Yeah, of course. So what was it like, you two? I love it. I came up against them, obviously. Well, I wouldn't sure. be man marking him for corners. That's for sure. Need a few tussles there. Jack's been on the socials at Go Football Show, and he wants to ask both of you. You first, Kenny. Um, would you like to see Rangers go into the Asian market, go into the Australian market, go into the Japanese market to uncover the kind of diamonds at good money which Celtic have done? You know, it's, it's easy to say this now because of what Ange's done. Uh, again, I've said it, I think I've said it on the show, when I came back from Australia, I did think that's a market for Scotland. Maybe not so much Rangers and Celtic, uh, they would maybe get there if they came to other clubs and, and showed they could, they could play at the level. But uh, it was a market I thought that Scottish clubs could dip into because there's good players there's good value for money they work ever so hard and uh, again it showed that way I mean you think you look at the amount of Australians that have descended on our game over the last kind of 20 months or so So, that is, but that's because you've got market knowledge you know you yeah. know what you're getting you know the players Ange's done it and he's done it well and he's had an advantage in that respect you know it's not that easy well Ange's went and signed four players and they've been great I'll tell you what I'll just go and sign a couple of players you need to know and he also knows of them you know, he knows their traits, he knows their characters, he knows they're going to fit into, firstly, what he's trying to do, but they also fit with the club and what's expected of them. But it's a model that financially could work really well for Celtic. Or can you sell the players on? You know, they do really well for them, the Hatatis, the Kyogos. Can you see them sit being sold into England, for example? Well, would they, would they, that would, that fit, would depend would they... on what comes in. If Liverpool come in for Hatati next yeah. week for £30 million, sure. yeah. then it, it's probably a no-brainer for Celtic because over the years they tended to take massive money, not not even, not even massive, no, but, but you know, travel good money, sure, but, yeah, good money and, for them. Yeah. And it's a good Fantastic. it's a good model sure. if you can buy a player and have, have really good times out of him and he performs and you get really good turn, he wins a couple of trophies. Then you go, do you know what? You get, you get real good money for yeah. them. And, and it tends to happen. But, um, you know, it's interesting because Nakamura was was fantastic. And Ange, before Ange came into Celtic, nobody even considered anybody from an Asian market. Nobody ever thought about it. Celtic Rangers, anywhere. You know, I know Fulham have had a couple of decent players and, and Brighton of the current Japan centre-forward playing for them. Matomo, I think his yeah. name is. Um and that's where Ange needs to take a bit of credit as well, because everybody now, the gentleman who's making making the point to you on the on the phone or, yep. or the yep. socials, yep. he's all of a sudden saying, "Can Rangers do it now?" That's only because Ange, of course, started this off, and that's what we're saying. It's tribute to him. Yes, and would the players fit in? Those kind of players fit in in England. I'll ask you that after this. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show, 26 and a half minutes past six. John Hartson, Kenny Miller, Paul Cooney and lots of calls coming in as well. Uh, let's go on the lines now. Uh, Ricky's on, a Rangers fan. Good evening, Ricky. How you doing? You all right, guys? Yeah, we're oh, yeah. good. We're fine, thank you. Kenny's there. John too. Uh, Ricky, what's in your mind? Uh, I'm, I'm just kind of a wee bit flabbergasted sitting listening to you. I, I, you've got to excuse me, guys. I've not really been listening to the show tonight, right? But I've just seen a video pop up on Twitter, and John Hartson is on there giving up the all about social media referees. Now, I don't think he's the best person to be bringing that bringing that up because I can, if you catch your mind back to when Rangers got a, a late penalty at Easter Road last season, John, yeah. and uh, right away you were on saying, "Oh, surprise, surprise, Rangers got a penalty." Yeah. So, 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 so you're tweeting that to your followers. 
What does that say about referees? Well, I'm not. I'm not saying that um, the the fans should then, whatever referee give the penalties. Two different instances, because I'm not. I'm not suggesting. I'm not suggesting that the supporters then go and post the referee's address online. Listen, a hundred percent. That should not be happening, right? But what I'm saying is, what are you insinuating by saying that surprise, surprise, Rangers got a penalty? I'm not insinuating nothing. I'm not insinuating nothing. James Tavernier, out of half of his hundred goals, I think Rangers get a lot of penalties. You could be saying, I think Celtic get penalties. Surprise, surprise, Rangers got a penalty. So you're insinuating that there's something. I'm not insinuating anything. Well, why am I saying it? I, I do think Rangers get a lot of penalties. I say it now live on air. I do I, I, think I, I, they get a lot of penalties. You look at Tavernier's goal record. Half of but, his but goals out of the 100, that's 50, that's 50, or 50 penalties. Hold on, R- Ricky. No, I, didn't, I, 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 I never mentioned cheating. You've just brought that oh, word up, not me. You're being clever. I mean, you and Chris Sutton, you're the exact same. Why, why are you bringing Chris Sutton into it? What I'm saying is... You shouldn't be you shouldn't be tweeting that to your platform because that that's insinuating that referees are under enough pressure. I'm allowed, pressure. I'm allowed to say Kenny Kenny's just said something like uh, I think Celtic get a lot of free kicks. I think they get a lot of corners. That's not insinuating the referees cheating. Mm. I'm allowed to give an opinion. Ricky, we live in a democracy. What what John was not doing, and this was from last season that you're referring to, I think, was to post the details of a referee. Absolutely. Or, and his family and all the rest of it. I mean, I'm not talking about that. I'm but talking Ricky, about, you're coming from that standpoint, though. But, but when, you, when you tweet stuff like that out, it gives people... In, you're accusing guys, referees, are cheating, basically. I'm not. I'm not. Cheating. I've not mentioned the word cheating. I could get sued for saying someone's a cheat. I would never say that. You're not directly coming out and saying that, but you're giving that impression. Not at all. I'll tell you now. Ricky, I'll tell you now. I do think that Rangers get a lawful lot of penalties. I'm allowed to say that. No, of course you're, but surprise, surprise. If you see surprise, what does that mean? Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. What's wrong with surprise, surprise? Well, he's just said he feels Rangers get a lot of penalties. Kenny, what do you think uh, on that issue? It's important people have an opinion. That's why it's, I'm on Twitter, Paul. Yeah, That's why I'm not staying off it. Barry says the same thing. Would you not go on Twitter? No, I just no. think, I mean, yeah. you have to listen, you have to be careful what you say. I mean, because what it is, is when it goes out to the masses, yeah. then you've got everybody interpreting the way they want to interpret. You know, and it might get interpreted a certain way. I mean, on these shows, you say things and yeah. and they, they, they can get picked up the wrong way, you know. But that's why, that's what you've got the dangers of social media, you know. And again, that's why I'm on Twitter. But Ricky, right. can I ask you a question? How much stick have you given Alistair Johnson at the weekend? I bet he's been called one or two names on uh, on social media. What, me? People, people in general. I bet he's been called everything on social media. So everybody else is allowed to give their opinion, but not mine. I'm a fan. No, I'm no, a fan, Ricky. No, I'm, I, see, no, I'm not saying that, John. I'm saying this. Some of the stuff you tweet out, especially regarding decisions that referees give to Rangers, comes across as if you're trying to say something. Not at all. Underhand, you know, and, I haven't said anything. What, what have I said? Surprise, surprise. What, what's wrong with that? I was surprised that I was, right. I was surprised that it was given. Ricky, can we move on for it from a moment? What about your team? Of course, right. what, yeah. What are you feeling then uh, from the game at the weekend? Are you feeling a bit more yeah. hopeful? How are you feeling for the cup semi-final? 
Well, obviously, I was disappointed. I was, uh, not getting, not getting a result on Saturday night. But as I say, we, we kind of showed a wee bit more about ourselves. I thought, and uh, I think we've got the right man in charge. Uh, Coming thirtieth, that game will take care of itself when it comes. But hopefully, we can we can end the season with some silverware. Cantwell, Raskin, what did they do for you? What did you think? I thought they played the game quite well. To be honest, I thought uh, Raskin, Raskin, they offered a lot. Do you know what I mean? Like it's different from what we've had. I mean, there's no, there's no denying we need a we need a refresh in that squad. Uh, hopefully, uh, Michael will get back to over the summer and we can do that. And Brian Kent, what would you do? Do you hope he signs a new but, deal or is it time to go? Personally, I don't think I don't think he's shown enough to give him a new deal. No, I would move him on now. Kenny Miller, yeah, I thought Raskin was excellent yep. at the weekend. I really did. Yeah. Came in and done, done the job that you would be expecting him to do. He wants, always wants to take the ball. He competed, which you need to in these games. Cantwell, likewise, I thought he was... Uh, I think people expect more of him in a creative sense because of the type of player he is. But one thing, he worked hard and I thought he, he contributed in the game. So, uh, I mean, it's hard to disagree with anything and Ricky says. The game will take care of itself, I mean, uh, on, the, on the 30th of April. What, what's, what it is, is in these games... Like people always go and we talk about it on these shows oh, where's the game going to be won and lost and the midfield battle and the control games are won and lost in both boxes and it's who takes their moments on Saturday Kyogo and Jota pounced on two mistakes listen Celta had other opportunities don't get me wrong they weren't the unbelievable opportunities one on ones with goalkeepers and maybe chances you think they would score but there was opportunities in the game probably more created than, than Rangers did Rangers had their moments and never took it you know that's where the game was decided and that'll be the same when you fast forward if like I said if we get improved performances from both of these teams in this cup semi-final we're in for a spectacular game and John what I remember of you on Saturday was paying tribute to James Tavernier and his 100 goals for Rangers and the captain's role that he's played Oh yeah, technically he's been excellent to, to, to have got that amount of goals. Even penalties, Paul, you've still got to, you've still got to dispatch them away. But, um, you know, I, I actually thought as well there was moments in the game where uh, Celtic could have extended their lead. If you, look at the, if you look at the stats, Rangers had three shots on target, scored, scored two. Celtic had seven shots on target. And I thought Rangers stifled Celtic's play uh, the way they do in, in terms of being... You know, on the ball front, front getting forward without really being dominant with their own play. It was as if more. It was like they were trying to stop Celtic without making a big impact of the game. But the the the, the penalty, sorry, the uh, Morelos' yep. goal is a big moment in the game. And then it was just two mistakes really from from Davis and um, Suter, wasn't it? Yeah, because the 15 minutes after half-time, we have a big chance with Alfredo. Good save from, from the keeper. The header then gets blocked by Ryan Jack on the line and you could feel it in the stadium that we were playing well and, and we was in the ascendancy of the game and, and the mistakes were costly. I think that's clear for anyone that, that saw the game. Uh, we responded quite well, actually. He scored another goal. Congratulations to James Tavernier on, on his 100 goals. Uh, two excellent goals from him. And, and I thought, listen, we didn't deserve to, to lose the game today. If anything, the minimum we deserved was a draw. I thought it was a good performance from my boys today. Rangers, St Mirren this weekend. What's your prediction then, Ricky? What do you feel? Uh, I, I think, I think yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, I'd like to see some of these French players now get around it because the league's gone, right? I know we'll probably need to play our strongest team up until the semi-final game, but... I would like to see some outside players getting a run in the team, the likes of you know, Maz and the likes, you know, just to see, see what they can get coming into the summer. Just, just before yeah. I go as well, guys, here's a quick question for you, right? 
Okay. What do you guys be in favor? Obviously, we, we talk about the referees in this country. Now, I, I'm a big advocate. I reckon they're full time, like they do down south, right? Because I think they're only going to get better referees. Yeah, full time. As a full time job, right? Yeah. So for these high profile games, you like to Rangers the Celtic and all that. Would you be? Would you guys be in favour of bringing referees outside of Scotland to, to do these games? Absolutely, I would be. I would be. It'll put a lot of, um, you know, a lot of doubt. Uh, a lot of um, speculation, speculation, yeah. and you know, bring and also. I said this a couple of months ago, and I got completely hung out for it in England, Ricky. I don't know whether you know, but every referee has to declare their allegiances, what team they support at the start of the season, yeah. right? Now, I'm, I'm talking about Celtic as well. When I say this, yeah. if you're a Celtic supporter, you cannot ref a Celtic game. There's, there's a guy called, um, uh, uh, yep. what's it, is it Cattle, what's it, um, the, the Newcastle, he's, he's a Geordie. Oh, the, the referee, yeah, Catamol. Cat, yeah. uh, no, it's not no. Catamol. Okay, but it, it's yeah, well, a referee. It's, yeah. He's actually we'll said that he's a Geordie and he's, right. he's, oh, yeah. he's, he's supported yeah. Newcastle all his mm. life um, and he's, no, he's not allowed mm. The referee any game that involves Newcastle. And now, you'd like to see that in Scotland, John? Yeah. Well, something's got to be done, right? Because look, yeah. there's, there's threats. The there's there's yeah. threats to a referee from this weekend. Not now, Neymar, who supports though. That still would be there. Yeah. yeah. But, Ricky. Yep. So see the problem we've got with that though in Scotland, right? Now, Scotland. Eight people out of ten in Scotland support either side of the for them. Do you know what I mean? So when you're you're growing up, you've, you've, you've probably got a kind of allegiance to either one side or the other. So it's kind of hard. I, in my opinion, I think it's got harder to find people that don't have that kind of allegiance. You know? Yeah, for, we're talking foreign referees then, aren't we? And that would be bringing them over for that one particular game. It's an indictment in the country. I mean, it's a good point Ricky makes. Most of people, certainly in the west of Scotland, follow. Rangers or Celtic. Not everybody, but many of them do. I know, but it would take the yeah. doubt. It would take the. It would take everything away if the referee was a complete neutral from Spain or Italy or Germany. They come and the ref of the game, but, and it takes all the, the doubt. Is, well, and all these other things. This is what they're. This is what they're refereeing for. That's you right. know, they want to get to the top of the game. They want to have the old firm yeah, game. Yeah, but do they, they want, want to be getting threats for, for trying no, to make a decision? Listen, they don't. And, that, and again, because we, we don't condone that. Mm. The problem we've got is I don't even think the full-time thing helps. Listen, how, how is a full-time referee, how is being working full-time as a referee going to change, make you make that decision better at the weekend? You know, it's, it's not, not going to do it. You know, it's, sure. that's it. Sometimes we just have to accept that there's bad refereeing decisions going on all over the world, not just in the Scottish game, but in this particular game, it could have impacted the game. You know, it's not decided where the title's going to go. It mm. could have. It could have if it had been closer, but it never. But mistakes happen all over the world. We have to just accept them. And that's it. The way we did before that. Yeah. You know, the way we did before. And they go in with the best of intentions. Of I don't do. believe the referee is going out saying, oh, I was a Rangers fan, therefore I'm going to give Rangers the decision, or I'm a Celtic fan, it's going to... I don't think they do, John. I, I, there could be instances over the years, the decades, for sure. But most of them, they're so scrutinised anyway. Do you know what as well, Paul, right? There's been a lot of um, the referee, uh, um, Andy Robertson from the weekend, yeah, the linesman, does sure. he raise his arm, does he shrug it away, does he actually make you know contact with yeah. Robertson's jaw with his elbow? Well, my belief, right, is that you've got to respect referees. Yeah. And I think that more now because I'm retired, right? And, and I, I, watch the, I watch the game now. What should happen is if any player approaches the referee 
and makes any comment about his decision, it's a yellow card. Any contact, physical contact, you cannot put your arm on a referee, whether it's a gentle arm or whatever, it's a sending off. Why don't we bring that in? Because in rugby league mm. and rugby union, the referee makes his decision. If any player complains, even goes face to face with the referee, you're back 10 yards or you got a yellow card. Sure. Sin yeah. bin, even sin bin them. Yeah. Because we've got to do something because the discipline, players surrounding the referees... It's getting out of hand. It's, it's yeah. not right. Especially in England. But unless, unless we change the narrative, mm. then you've got to do something. Otherwise, this will carry on. In England today, they're suggesting a two-metre rule. You can't come near the referee or linesman. I'm not sure that that would work, but uh, listen, if everyone just... They need to they've taken action against Mitrovic. I mean, the Andy Robertson one is really strange, isn't it? Mental. Did you, I, I, mean, I don't know what he was thinking. Well, well, what is the, the linesman. Every yeah. verbal, every yeah. bit of chat with the referee, because you can't do it. But this was, the, this was the assistant referee himself, and it was uh, Andy Robertson who was the subject of it. Ricky, you've got everyone talking yeah. in anyway. Thanks for the call, Ricky. Oh, thanks. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Cheers. Thanks. You too. Ricky calling in there from Lark Hall. It needs the respect. And John, that's a great point you make about in rugby. They don't have any. There's no back chat with the referee. No. They don't. They, there's much more respect. Well, unless you set the president. And by the way, and there yeah. might be respect the other way as well, Paul. Uh, indeed. You know, it's, it's a two oh, yeah. way thing. And, you sure. know, and respect's earned. You know, you don't just like, you know, like there's the putting your hands on a referee, things that you've seen, what's happened in the aftermath of the game, listen, it's, it's absolutely unacceptable. This is a guy going to his work to do a job that he loves to the best of his abilities. Is he going to get things wrong? Yes. By the way, players on that pitch pass the ball at the pitch. Give the ball away. It's a mistake that they make, you know. It's uh, And they've got to be respected for it. But there is, you're never going to be able to take that 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 coming together between referees because there's so much at stake. Yeah. But they've got they got so ma- they've got to make the discipline more stringent. They can't allow players to get in referees' faces and scream and shout at them, you're wrong, you did this. It's can't, not happening here as much you know, as going to be a picture of John Hartson. I know. It's <laughs> right on his face. I've got Next one here. <laughs> I'm going to put it up. <laughs> no. But I think in England, uh, but I agree with you, the referees, there needs to be a bit of come and, and go. Listen, See some the banter of, you would have the some chat Some of the situations yeah. I've been in referees has been ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Where, as a coach and a player, you know, and like I say, uh, probably... For the decisions, probably more than most, because I know what's at stake for my team. And mm. you know, when you when you feel that you've been mm. you've been harshly again, whether it be a penalty, whether it be a goal, whether it be just a, a simple booking or free kick that's went against you, and you feel it's wrong, there's a there's a human nature to kind of react. Or, by yeah. the way, you can also react in a in a positive way, in a in a calm way, and ask like, what? But sometimes you don't even get that response. Sometimes mm. you get absolutely blanked, mm. and it's really like, how can you give somebody respect that treats you like that? Do you they? Know, so they it's just blank ways. you? Absolutely. Yeah, but you know, you know, absolutely. if you get a yellow card. Yeah. For getting in the ref's face, if you know you're going to get a yellow card for it, that's it. Accept it. And there's also accept, thing I think they do in England. The decision. They, ex- they expect the captain. They expect the captain yeah. to lead. You know, and then he can be the one, and he can control his team, mm. and he can also be the one that can obviously has that conversation sure. with the referee about listen, what on earth was that given for? Like, we need to know. You know, and and they need to understand. They need to give that explanation as well. Well, we can't we'll do something. Yeah. It's getting bad now. Quick break, and then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! 
It's a lively one tonight with Kenny Miller, John Hartson and lots of calls coming in with me, Paul Cooney. Tomorrow night, Barry Ferguson will be here. Another lively one with Peter Grant. Looking forward to the games then. And the Champions League's back as well. Sadly, no Scottish involvement. There was this season. And, you know, we'll look back and think this was one of those seasons where we had Celtic and Rangers in the Champions League early on. Kenny, we all wish that, you know, the results had been different. But let's hope we can get both teams back in Europe in the Champions League soon. Yeah, it was good. It was great to have them both in there at Europe's top table. Like you say, unfortunately, we never quite got the results or the performances that uh, we would have liked for our clubs. But uh, like you say, you've always got next year. First, there's going to be one team. Celtic will be straight in. And I think Rangers will have the opportunity to go through these uh, treacherous playoffs again. Which they did successfully. It didn't look like it, did it? Eindhoven, the first game, wasn't good at all. But my, that was one of the best performances of Rangers early in the season. Yeah, they were great. You know, to, to overcome that, you only got to look at what that team's doing in the in the league to, to, to show how, how good a result and how big a job it was. And John, if the Celtic game had been, you know, if the whistle had gone after 20 minutes, Celtic were dominating against Real Madrid. Well, they, I yeah. thought they, they played well in all the games. Yeah. They were quite wasteful. I think Ange and the players realised that they never quite took the opportunities they had but they're up against top opposition and it'll be great again obviously Rangers want to go through the playoffs there's no reason why they can't uh, Celtic is straight back in and the atmosphere and the crowd and of course you know the financial implications it has on your club um, when you go through to the Champions League it can be huge Who's going to win tonight do you think John first of all Man City against Bayern Pep up against his old club and you know the narrative everyone's asking him is this the holy grail for him to win the Champions League with Man City? Do you think they're going to go off to a good start tonight? Yeah, at home. At Man home, City. yeah. yeah I th- I think, yeah. I, again, I, I always fancy Man City mm-hmm. at home. The way they go at teams, you know, and the way that they play and overlap and, you know, they create an overload in midfield. They find the spare man, Mares, De Bruyne, Haaland, you know, uh, I think... Um, uh, what's it called uh, Grealish is in great form yeah, he's in form of he's his life he's he's Foden yep. can't even get a game I, and nope. I was a massive yep. I'm a massive fan of uh, Phil Foden's so, so at home ma- tonight I think as well it will, it'll be difficult in uh, in Bayern yeah. out, out in Germany so sure. I think Man City will win tonight I think they'll put three on Bayern Munich right wow oh, what yeah. a call that is, is yeah. Bayern Munich Kenny what, a call. what do you think Listen, I think it's too way too hard to call but it's sure. not, it'll be yeah. a fantastic game of football and all that and Inter Milan, uh, they're at Benfica tonight in that great city, uh, Lisbon, that you both know really well. In the championship here, back at home, uh, it's going to be Dundee against Wraith Rovers and Dundee got a chance to go clear at the top. Inverness against Arbroath, Morton Hamilton. Kenny, who do you fancy? Den's part tonight, Dundee Wraith? You, you would fancy Dundee at home mm. and again, they've got, a, they've got a lot to play for here and obviously a league title to secure and, and get, their, get their premiership status back there because this is an opportunity with... Queen's Park just kind of fallen short in the last two or three games. It's an opportunity for them to put a little bit of daylight ahead at the top of that table. And uh, Montrose are playing against Falkirk. So our own Stephen McGinn, who will be here on Thursday night. John, uh, we wish him all the best Yeah, playing uh, up at Montrose. Kenny, you know that league because you were there last season. Mm-hmm. Would you expect them to win there? I think the season I've had this year, yeah. I mean, Montrose were a, were a real strong team last year. Uh, made the playoffs mm-hmm. easily. I think they were, were second or third last year. 
Uh, but Falkirk have been going well this year. They really have. And they've got, again, there's cup semi-final places up for grabs as well for these yeah. players. So it's, uh, yeah, I'd expect Falkirk maybe to get the result. And Peter Head against Dunfermline, top of the table. Dunfermline surely looking for that title. And then in Division 2, Dumbarton against the Binos, <laughs> Stilling Albion. And Elgin against Stenhouse Muir. And Kenny's now going to give us the Elgin team. <laughs> He's not, no, it was something we were joking <laughs> about. one of my teams, Stenhouse Muir, <laughs> against Stenhouse Muir. So hopefully they'll go and get the result. I was up at Peter Head the other week with the uh, former uh, Scottish. Uh, manager Craig Brown. Ah, yeah, where are you? I was yeah. at Peterhead Football Club for a Saturday night with, for a dinner with him. Yeah, John, you were up great in the guy. blue tune. Yeah, I think yeah, that's what they call guy. it. Isn't so it? Yeah. He was actually at the oh, football club, so I was Craig's looking on, looking on to the ground. Eighty-two, yeah. I think. He's yeah. some man, isn't he? Yeah, it's a great great good night out. Was he? Were you out afterwards yeah, then yeah, as well. Privilege <laughs> to sit next to him when he was saying how, how honoured he was when he when he when he was the Scotland manager. Some great success as well. He definitely did have. And of course, Scotland's women tonight are playing Costa Rica at 7.35 kickoff. That's a friendly, of course. I see talking of friendlies in the men's game, we could be playing France as well, Kenny. So it's not that long ago you were playing in that dark blue of Scotland. Yeah. Uh, we've got some glamour games coming up. England, now France as well. Yeah, I mean, listen, two brilliant fixtures. You know, and real tests, you know, for the, for the team after what we've done over the last... Uh, over the last couple of years under Steve, it'll be a real test for us and games at the Tartan Army will be absolutely looking forward to. And good to see Lyndon Dykes get a goal yesterday at last. He hasn't scored for a while at QPR, but he got a goal yesterday. Yeah, and and, and again, a good comeback, 2-0 yeah. down early mm. they were and the, the comeback and got a draw 2-2 and he, was, he got the first goal in that. So yeah, I mean, he's, he was, he's been a brilliant player for Scotland and uh, definitely in the, in, in the run to the Euros uh, and it was good to see him back. I thought he'd done well in the last international games as well. John, overall... It's been a good season so far, hasn't it? In Scotland, you know, Celtic Rangers going for the title. It's now going to be Celtics. Uh, the Cup semi-final, it's the big two as well. And successes like St Mirren, I know we touched on it earlier on coming through. I mean, it's been a strange season in some ways though, isn't it? You know, Aberdeen, some of the giants, um, they've changed managers. Jim Goodwin yeah, started the season. managerial changes, yeah, of, of course. He had a good well. start, yeah, he had a good yeah, home yeah. record. Then he but had I that think, horrible I think period. from a Celtic fan's yeah. point of view, Ange Postacoglu winning the double... Uh, the double double with the um, with the league cup mm. as well, and of course they'll face a tough test in the in the in the semi final Rangers. They've got an opportunity to win the double double Scottish Cup, you know, so they won't forget that. They'll want to stop Celtic potentially picking up a treble. Uh, Angel want to achieve that. Ange keeps going talking about the managers, you know, before him, the Martin O'Neills and 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 the Lennons and and these type of managers previously, who have won uh, trebles at Celtic. So he'll want to. He'll want to emulate these other managers, so um, they'll be going all, all out to do that. But Celtic fans are absolutely delighted with their manager and, of course, an, another title in the bag. It was a big day for the Celtic fans, Kenny, as well. I know you were there covering it. You had a good reception at the ground. Uh, was it unusual, no opposition fans there at the game? Listen, a wee bit strange, yeah. yeah but there was, listen, the atmosphere was sensational. It really was. Before the game, during the game, I think... Uh, you know, always have a little chuckle. It was three-one, and they do the old. They turn around oh, and they're all looking, and the whole yeah. stadium's doing it. You know, it was uh, it was an incredible atmosphere. I mean, it's it's the games you want to be playing in. You know, that's as simple as that. As a player, there's there's no better game to be playing than when you're a Rangers or Celtic player. Jota enjoyed it. He scored. Well, what turned out to be the winner? Well, definitely a big win for us. Always a tough game to play, but these are this is the beauty of football. We go and we go strong, and we never stop. Today we didn't stop, and we got well, the win. it's it's always amazing to score in this amazing stadium for for our fans but uh, I think that wouldn't be possible without the help of everyone and the philosophy that we put into our game so just just glad to be part of our group and to to develop and be a better man yeah he's been a good bye John you know we talked about him last season as a low knee uh, money well spent 
Yeah, well, he he, he didn't, you know, um, he had an exceptional season, didn't he? Last mm. season on loan from Benfica. I think they, they, they sent, they set the president early on. It would be round about the £7 million figure. I think Celtic had first refusal on that on that deal, which was a good deal to put together. Jota made it happen, of course, with his performances. And it was a no-brainer. But, of course, Celtic had to stump up with the money. Um, other big signings as well have made a huge difference, not just Jota, but um, there's been several. We, we could be here yeah. all night talking about the recruitment that Celtic have done. Kenny, you weren't saying the Jota in the wing beforehand, which no, they were playing it live, I hear. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. Man, again, he was, he's been a good signing. I think he was better last year, to be honest. He probably, mm. I mean, he's still got, I think he's got 12 goals or, or his double figures goals again. His, his assists will be up there as well. Uh, he's definitely high up in the charts, but he's been a brilliant sign. It was the same when you take those two players, Carter Rickers and, uh, and Jota on loan. They've had a chance to see what they're about. They had real success with them. It was no brainers at the centre. They had to spend a bit of money on mm. them, but they've, it's money well spent. And Carter Rickers, the other one, of course, you know. Who I was... think he's been out. Standing, yeah. you know. I think he's one of the signings that when you when you throw in your Maedas, your Kyogos, your your Hatatis, O'Reillys, and uh, and Jaws, like I think he goes a wee bit under radar. But I think without him, they're a different team. Contender for Player of the Year, Carter yeah. Vickers has yeah. to be up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his star felt as well. His partnership with Star, he's the more dominant one. Obviously, yeah. out of the two, uh, makes very few mistakes. Good passer, comes out with the ball when there's no options there. You know, finds a spare man, threat from set pieces, good in his own box. Yeah, brilliant signing from Spurs on loan, wasn't it? And he'd been out yeah. several times, you know, but obviously he was a Spurs player. And uh, again, Celtic backed the manager, Ange, and, and gave him the money to bring him to the football club. I think the word is again, you know, it's not like they have to prove anything. Um, you know, in all the big games, uh, in every game, you know, they, they contribute and, uh, you know, they're outstanding today. And, you know, we needed uh, the energy. I mean, the good thing about us was even when the football wasn't smooth, we're still pressing, we're still you know, forcing mistakes from them. And I think, you know, that's, um, you know, again, it's a credit to the team that um, from that perspective, um, you know, we don't drop below a certain standard that, you know, irrespective of whether we're dominating the game or playing, you know, free-flowing football, the, the dirty side of the game, the defensive side of the game, these boys work hard. So 88 points after the 31 games, John, probably a couple of days off for them. Then get ready for the game on Sunday at Kilmarnock, 12 noon. Do you expect the 88 points to become 91? Uh, yes, I think, you know, you look at where Kilmarnock are and where Celtic are, um, but Kilmarnock will give everything. Derek McInnes, you know, they're, they're down there. They're not particularly safe yet, um, but they're away from the, you know, the, the Dundee United and the Ross Counties. Mm. But... Listen, they'll do it. They're at home. Um, they'll, they'll be used to the bounce of the pitch and the the astroturf. So they have to have to try and uh, you know work their way through that as well. Um, remember doing a game there. I think it was the start of the season. Celtic put five on Kilmarnock. Um, but as I said, uh, I think Celtic will win the game, but they'll have to they'll have to go about it in the right way to get the three points. Yeah, because Kelly fighting for the yes, Premier League survival. Kenny, what do you expect to happen at Rugby Park? I comfortable one. I mean, I know you've got this uh, home form of Kilmarnock that's, that's actually kept them in the league. Well, so far, it's kept them away from being rooted at the bottom of the league, how strong their home form is. But it's, uh, it's different when Celtic are coming to the town, the, the way they've been playing. And, and everything that Ange actually talks about, what they're aiming for, you know, going for record points and the amount of goals that they score. And again, they'll never, they'll never settle until that league's 
mathematically done, so yeah, I would expect Celtic to go down there and win. 24 hours earlier, Rangers will be up against St Mirren. It could be quite a battle with Saints on such a good run there and 44 points. Rangers on 76. Michael Beale spoke after the disappointment of the result at the weekend, but he said, yeah, Rangers, we keep going. And we'll have to keep going again. We know since we came in, we were, we were points behind since I came into the job. That's the, the first defeat in the league and we've performed really well. We cut out the mistakes. I think we're a very, very good football team. I think we showed that today. I think we showed the improvements we're making. We still need to make a jump further, which we will do. We'll certainly add to the team in the summer. But between now and then, we have uh, seven league games to go. We have a semi-final. And if we play how we play today and eradicate the mistakes, it will be a very interesting game. That's what we have to focus on now. Kenny, will he make changes, do you think, for the game on Saturday? Uh, I don't mean listen they've got a squad for a reason uh, does he need to make any changes to that I mean front line could, could maybe be mm. jigged up or I mean Sakala had done been doing a, a decent enough job uh, before the international break mm. for, for Michael in a kind of front two with Cholak really? so listen there could be a wee bit of freshness to the team I, I would expect the team to be pretty similar to be honest we're going into the Celtic game next based on the performances Saturday and St Mirren of course a good big defence haven't they as well so what in do you think's going to happen listen yeah. they're in great form you know it's uh, we've already talked about the job that Stephen's done and how he gets the best out of his players and they're in great they've got a top six kind of goal that they want to get I just think Rangers will be too strong I think when you look at the former Rangers and Celtic over pretty much since Michael came in and Celtic for a lot longer but both teams since Michael came in they were totally to all the way Celtic obviously won that game it's Michael's first loss I mean Rangers will win all at the weekend John? Yeah I think St Mirren will um, they'll be feeling good about themselves but they realise you know the, the uphill task it is going to Ibrox but you know um they can feel good about themselves, but if they go 2 0 down, a Tavernier penalty and maybe a, a Tavernier free kick. Is that again? Is that again? They'll find it quite easily, but I wouldn't bet against it. Ricky, come back on the line. <laughs> Thanks so much, John. Pleasure, Paul. And Kenny, Brilliant. see you both next Cheers. week. Thanks so much. Jokal Day is up next tomorrow night at five. Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.